0: Right, we are back. My last guest is standing by to join us, Sean Ascanozzi. Good morning, Sean. Good morning. Thank you so much for calling in. I really enjoyed reviewing your book. Oh, thanks for having me. So tell me your backstory, because uh, you have a really interesting you know, road to doing what you're doing now. You were first a criminal defense lawyer.
1: Yes, I was a criminal defense lawyer for about 20 years. I specialized in really serious felony cases. Uh, I... I would say, murder, robbery, uh, drugs, and fraud, and those kind of cases that uh, where the stakes were very high. I loved it. I loved everything about it. I loved the courtroom. I loved judges who were, you know, hard to deal with, and just all of it, and until I didn't.
0: Yeah.
1: And when I didn't, when I didn't love it anymore, I could literally feel it in my body, and mm-hmm. uh, so I could sense it physically, emotionally, spiritually, and and uh, not because I didn't believe in the work; I loved it, and I thought it was true and just. But um, I needed to do something else. Yeah. I had something else.
0: So, how did you switch to chocolate?
1: The the path, the sort of path from oh man, I need to do something else to hey, let's start a chocolate factory, was uh, five years, and the path was pretty circuitous. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I, I, what I, what I did is I just looked and looked and looked. I searched and said, what about this business? What about that? And what I found is that the, the more intensely I searched for the next thing, the more distant it became. And for an intense guy like me, you know, kind of type A and <laughs> driven, um, for others I think who are like that, this, they will find connection to this point because when you're searching really hard, it, it's hard to find the thing. That's right and it's very, it becomes more elusive, more elusive. And it was for me, that's probably why it took me five years, and uh, it, it could have taken longer had I not sort of stumbled into this volunteer opportunity at the local hospital to work in palliative care and, and just on Fridays just go visit patients who were in some stage of dying. Ah. And that is what I'm saying in the book when I say our greatest joy is our sorrow unmasked, and I thought that Khalil Gibran said that. I, I love that because a lot of people don't make this connection between a broken heart and business or a broken heart and your calling in business or meaningful work. Mm-hmm. And to me, it, it all centers on that. I'm going to say nothing else to you. I would say, you know, let's have a conversation about our broken hearts and how that leads us to meaningful work And to me because that's where it all kind of flows from. Yeah. And that's, that was what was on my path. And so that's kind of the place that gave me space, paradoxically and mysteriously, to consider what's next. Mm -hmm. And here's the weird part. It was during those moments of visiting with patients in the hospital and praying for them that I actually thought about someone besides myself.
0: Oh, yes.
1: And just for for moments where I thought about someone besides me, and that's the play. I mean, Gandhi talked about it. I'm not the first person to... Right. This is. I mean, this is not new information, but it's the idea of losing... Um, of, of finding yourself when losing yourself in the service of others. That's how I came to chocolate. It wasn't because I had this lifelong thing about chocolate. It's, it's, it's kind of like chocolate came to me, in a sense.
0: Okay, I have to stop you right there, because the name of my show is Get the Funk Out, and I really believe that when you are deep down in this funk of life, whatever it is, career, professional, and you you take a break from whatever you're doing and you go do something else for somebody else in need, you do find something else, something about yourself. You find greater meaning.
1: Well, thank you for having your show, and thank you for for this message that you bring, because I believe this is one of the most important things in life. I think young people need to learn it. I think 85-year-old people need to learn it. And we need to practice this. And it's, it's counterintuitive because as, when we're in this bunk and when we're in this place where we think we just can't go on, what we want to do is go to the Google search box. And we, want to, we, we think that our answers lie within that, that, that search. And we think that the answer lies within our interaction online. And what I try to express is the answer is not there. It's not, and it's not even in a book. It's not even in my book. Right. What I hope people do is we'll read, they'll read something in my book, or maybe like with you, you hope that people will listen to your show, and then they'll turn it off, and they'll contemplate it, and they'll think about it, and then they'll do something for someone who needs them. Right. And that's this place of mystery where, you know, I'm not doing it because of that, but it's in doing that that I have this space created. There's a very precious, precious commodity these days, space. Yes. Just to think about things. Yes. We don't have much of it.
0: No, we're constantly so busy, we don't allow our t- ourselves time to just breathe and think and let our minds just go to wherever they're going to go.
1: Right. Right. And that's, you know, gosh, when I started this search 12, well, or I mean, it was more than 12 years ago now, but when I... Of course, we had Google and things like that, but now, and this is why, I mean, I'll be talking to some high school students this week uh, in my hometown about this book, because I believe, I I fear for them because they they can be potentially lost online in a way that will almost preclude them from this idea of shared humanity that is true and real connection with people, or maybe even just somebody in their family who needs them or, or a friend who needs them. Really, they really, really need them. And so I, it's one of the messages that I hope to get across to young people is to, to remember and to look up from your phone and see who needs you. Right. That's, it's yeah, really important to me.
0: It's interesting you say that because I went and heard a, an event with Eve Ensler and Anne Lamott, and Anne Lamott said, we're like bees in a jar. We're always looking down and we're stuck. We don't know how to get out, and we're constantly on our phones and whatever. We need to all look up.
1: Exactly. So, I love Anne Lamott. Oh, Gosh.
0: oh I am still thinking about that. <laughs> it's unbelievable. What are the benefits of pursuing meaningful work for you and for your organization?
1: The benefit for me is that, and I talk about reverse scale in the book, and the benefit is that once I have seen, well, this is a part of my vocation, and this is another part, and this is another part. So, like, working directly with farmers, traveling to these farms every year, meeting them, meeting their families, uh, taking students to Tanzania to meet cocoa farmers or starting a school lunch program or starting a, well, my daughter started a feminine hygiene program for girls in Tanzania, you know, these kind of things are what um, they are part together and parcel of our vocation, but they give me meaning. And so, what I'm careful to do now, 12 years into this, I don't delegate that stuff. I could easily say, Oh, hey, would you take this group of students to Tanzania? I just don't want to do it anymore. It takes 60 hours to get there. I don't feel like it. I'm going to not do that. Yeah. And I, be, why? Because I remember, I, rem- I, I remember that this is, this is the tether that got me started to begin with, and I don't want to loosen that tether by growing too big, by scaling it up. Everybody wants you to scale, investors, partners. I don't have those, but Mm -hmm. but many businesses do, or shareholders. Scale, scale, scale. And what I want to do is resist that. And if I can resist that, then I will remember what brought me here, and I will keep doing it. And the reason it's important to keep doing it is because this isn't a destination. It's not a meaningful work isn't a place. Right. Meaningful work is like moment by moment saying, you know, to myself, okay, it's, I'm here with this employee or I'm here with this student today eating this piece of chocolate. Um, that's, to me, where that, that is the sort of center point of all of this. And so that's what meaningful work has meant to me and we hope to the other 16 people in my company and how we interact in our neighborhood and in our community and how that ripples out then to farmers and then hopefully people who enjoy our chocolate. We're, we're small. And yeah. so the message, one of the messages that I want to send to people is even though we're just a small 16-, 17-person company, is that it doesn't matter. You can have impact in your neighborhood or in your in your world, no matter what size company you are, even if you're just one, yes. one person, one freelancer. You know, you're going to have an opportunity to influence people, and I, I don't want people to wait. I have so many people who come to me and they say, Sean, you know, I need, I want to do this. I want to do some cool things in my neighborhood, but I need a line of credit. I need more employees. I need more capital. I, no, here's the weird thing. The universe will conspire mm-hmm. to help you do these things if you'll just take one step, just one step. It doesn't have to be perfect, and I'm not talking about joining a board of directors. I'm talking about rolling up your sleeves, serving someone who needs you, and then this mysterious thing happens to help you do it. The universe will, will conspire to help you.
0: I believe it. So, Sean, where can people find out more about you?
1: They can find out more about me at just our website, askinosi.com, A-S-K-I-N-O-S-I-E.com. And, and uh, I have a little blog at seanaskinosi.com, and, and uh, people can get the book at their favorite online bookseller, and which I hope people will do, and I have my email in the book. I hope people will let me know what interior and exterior action they might have taken after reading the book or while they're reading the book. So, Fantastic. yeah, thanks for asking.
0: And a quick shout-out to your daughter who uh, helped you write this book. Is that right?
1: yes lauren she's our chief marketing officer yes. and uh, i wouldn't trade this experience for the world you know I, I i have said that my company could fall into a hole tomorrow and it all be gone but the experience of working with her on this is something i wouldn't trade for anything in the world and i've so appreciated her contribution to this book and it, it's extremely um meaningful to me and i'm grateful to her for that
0: Fantastic. Congrat- congratulations, because I understand your business model has been featured in The New York Times, The Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg, and numerous other media outlets. Uh, you were named by O, the Oprah magazine, as one of 15 guys who are saving the world. So that's pretty cool, Sean.
1: Well, uh, yeah, thanks for saving. You know, that Oprah thing, is kind of funny, because the thing is, and I know we don't have a lot of time, but I don't want to save the world. Okay. I can't save the world I want to save me. Yeah. That's what I've come to in my older years, can I say. I want to transform my heart. And if I can do that, if I can teach students to do that, that's what we call sustainability.
0: Yes. All right, Sean, we've got to wrap, but thank you so much (laughs) for calling the show. It's been great. Again, your website is uh, com. Okay, A-S-K-I-N-O-S-I-E.com. Thanks so much, Sean. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye. That was Sean Oscanozzi calling in to talk about his book, Meaningful Work. Uh, Sheldon Abbott is standing by to take over with Cure for the Blues. He is up next. Uh, if you want to find out about being a guest, you can send me an email to Janine, J A N E A N E, at org, And I am on Twitter at moms underscore rock. And all of the interviews uh, from today's show will be up on my show blog within an hour or so. Get the funk out show. K U C I. Org. Have a great Monday, everybody, and I'll be back next week.